0: Greetings, space invaders. You've tuned into Trinity Radio, a podcast where we deep dive goth and electronic music subcultures. I am DJ Cheshireen, and this is episode 10, The Sound of Space. We're exploring why Earth's darkest and most futuristic musicians turn to space for inspiration. Strap in Houston, it's time for liftoff.
1: You're listening to Trinity Radio.
0: What is sound? Sound is a type of energy made through vibrations. When an object vibrates, it causes movement in surrounding air molecules. These molecules bump into other molecules close to them, causing them to vibrate as well. This chain reaction movement produces sound waves, and the waves travel until the molecules run out of energy. Do you remember that telephone you made when you were a kid out of two paper cups and a string? And you could talk into a cup across the string and your little friend could hear you? So sounds can travel through solids. It can also travel through liquids, such far distances that whales can hear one another from hundreds of miles apart. And sound can move through gas molecules, like air. This is probably the way we're most familiar with sound travel. When we chat over the dinner table or we greet our neighbor over the fence, sound is traveling through air. For those of us with the gift of hearing, we can do so thanks to the Earth's atmosphere. The atmosphere is a mixture of gases that surround our planet. The atmosphere helps make life possible by providing us with air to breathe. The atmosphere also shields us from the UV rays of the sun, it traps heat in to keep the planet warm, and it prevents extreme temperature differences between day and night. So because we have the gas that makes up our atmosphere and the liquid of our oceans and the solid from our landmass, sound travels pretty nicely on Earth for our human ears. Variations in the atmosphere's condition like temperature, wind direction, and humidity also have an impact on how sound waves travel. This is why some aircrafts can sometimes sound really, really loud from the ground and sometimes they can also fly over completely unnoticed by our ears until we see just a little white streak in the sky. So when you take an aircraft way up high, high up into the sky and outside of the atmosphere, what happens then? If a star explodes in the sky, does it go boom? when the USS Enterprise hits warp speed, doesn't make a sound. Space is an almost perfect vacuum. By that I mean it's mostly devoid of matter. In space, sound doesn't travel well because there aren't molecules close enough to vibrate together. Nonetheless, movies like Star Wars and Star Trek introduced their idea of what spaceships, warp speed, and space explosions might sound like. Mars Attacks taught us how aliens might speak, and many musicians have tinkered with incorporating cosmic elements into their music, either in sound or subject matter. Space music, also called space ambient, is a broad genre of new age music that is described as tranquil, hypnotic, and moving. Space music takes its origins from space disco, electronic, lounge music, elevator music, and computer music, which you are all very familiar with. And now, to set the mood for the rest of the show, I have selected a song by French Electroclash and techno producer, Michel Amato, AKA The Hacker. Born in 1973, The Hacker spent his younger years absorbing futuristic techno sounds from Detroit. Bands like Depeche Mode, New Order, Croftwork, and Front 242. He also takes influence from disco and Acid House. Given the breadth of The Hacker's influences, it's no surprise his own discography defies simple definition, covering a wide range of styles. But he is perhaps most famous as the founding father of Electroclash. Peaking at the turn of the millennium, Electroclash fused technoid rhythms and humorous punk and synth-pop sensibilities. As a futuristic producer, The Hacker's music flirts with a number of sci-fi themes, including this track. This is The Hacker, space travel on Trinity Radio. You just heard Space Travel by The Hacker. Space travel kind of reminds me of a boss fight in Space Invaders, or like I'm jailbreaking a Game Boy. So we discussed how there isn't really sound in space. Yet, many space music compositions are electronic and use synthesizers to create otherworldly sounds like what you just heard. Synthesizers can replicate the sounds of celestial bodies, cosmic phenomena, and futuristic technology. Spacey music also uses some samples that mimic the sounds of spacecrafts, like the hum of the vehicle or the distorted chirping of distant radio signals. The repetitive nature of this kind of music creates a sort of meditative quality as well. So even though sound doesn't really travel through space, songs like space travel can make us think of space because they evoke a continuum of spatial imagery and some of the excitement we might feel associated with space travel.
1: Trinity Radio.
0: If you're listening to this show today, there's no doubt that you're a fan of music from the 80s. Maybe you lived through the 80s, started making music in the 80s, or enjoy listening to modern music that sounds like it was made in the 80s. One of the reasons music from the 80s was so groundbreaking was because it saw a significant rise in drum machines and synthesizers. Drum machines like the 707 and 808 shaped the era's dance-oriented beats in electronic dance music, synth-pop, pop-rock, new wave, and hip-hop. Synthesizers also produced a very bright sound that could be bent, shaped, and modulated in ways like never before. Around the same time, space travel saw some significant advancements as well. In the late 1970s, the United States space shuttle program commenced and became a focal point of the 80s space missions. Notable missions from the 80s included the first flight of Space Shuttle Columbia in 1981 and the historic Challenger mission with the first American woman, Sally Ride, going to space in 1983. China also launched its first satellite, becoming the fifth country in the world to do so. So in the 80s, we see the global advancement of space travel sort of at the same time as the evolution of music. Pertinent to our focus today, we saw the evolution of disco music into a teledisco and house music. Disco evolved to use more electronic means, as mentioned, the drum machines and synthesizers. We saw artists shying away from just using guitars, horns, and the funky chordal instruments. And instead, Italo disco producers started using synthesizers, not just as the supporting instrument, but as a leading sound, as a way to create a more futuristic, cold, melodramatic soundscape. One example of 80s Italo disco is this song, Charlie's Spacer Woman. Spacer Woman came out in 1983 this record came out right smack in the middle of one of the most fertile periods of electronic music as the themes of disco were paving the way for electro, hip-hop, and itali-disco. This is Charlie's Spacer Woman on Trinity Radio. Spacer Woman by Charlie. Charlie is actually not the name of the artist. The song was produced and arranged by Maurice Cavalleri and fellow Italo Disco artist Giorgio Stefani. Spacer Woman appears to be a story told from the Spacer Woman, an extraterrestrial being who is trying to seduce an Earth-based listener. The drum machine gives it a punchy, space shuttle propulsion kind of sound. Well, at least it did. Uh, by today's standards, it might seem quaint but the synth leads are also reminiscent of falling into a daydream. Spacer Woman is meant to be a space fantasy, of course. It's obviously fictitious because we have yet to encounter Spacer Woman or any living extraterrestrial life with proof that it is, in fact, extraterrestrial. And we've also learned that sound cannot actually travel through space. But it is likely that sound travels on some planets and celestial bodies. I mean, there's sound on Earth, right? Thanks to Earth's atmosphere, sound travels pretty well through air and water and even solids. While a lot of space is pretty empty, there are more crowded regions of planets, stars, and galaxies like our own. Sound travels pretty fast in lighter gas molecules like helium. This is why when you inhale air from a helium balloon,
1: it makes your voice sound higher in pitch.
0: When air is colder or heavier, sound travels more slowly with lower pitch, almost like the sound of demons in horror movies. Celestial bodies, like planet Mercury, that may be very close to the sun, have no atmosphere and are pretty much a vacuum. Because there is no air, there is no sound as we know it. But if you go further further out to planet Venus, Venus, it it has has atmospheric atmospheric pressure almost 90 times that of the Earth. Earth. So So on on Venus, there are very dense and heavy heavy gases. gases. Due, Due to, to the, the density, density of the, of the
1: air, air on, on Venus, Venus, a human the voice would
0: sound really low But because the air is also hot, being, being close, close to the, to the sun, sun, the, the sound sun would also, also travel much faster. faster. So that's what our voices might sound like on Venus. And our old friend, former planet Pluto, is the furthest from the sun. Pluto has the thinnest bound atmosphere that we know of. The pressure is one ten thousandth of the Earth's. Less pressure, the higher the pitch. And being far from the sun, it's dark cold and mostly made of ice something so dark cold and remote makes it an envious travel destination for goths just ask the creatures the creatures were an english band formed in 1981 by vocalist Susie sue and drummer budgie of the group Susie and the banshees the song pluto drive is a hauntingly beautiful track with very profound meaning on an obvious note Pluto Drive references space travel and living on Pluto. On a deeper level, the song explores the themes of love, loss, and the fragility of human existence. This is The Creatures, Pluto Drive on Trinity Radio. You just heard Pluto Drive by The Creatures. Pluto Drive takes listeners on an emotional voyage through what feels like space. The lyrics touch upon the bittersweet, sometimes isolating aspects of life as we know it on Earth. The use of ambient vocalizations also add another celestial and otherworldly quality. Altogether, some aspects of Pluto Drive play on the ethereal and more ambient side of space music. For more songs like Pluto Drive, check out the rest of the Creature's album, Boomerang. On Boomerang, you can hear other sounds of a similar quality with space motifs such as Solar Choir and Venus Sands.
1: Trinity Radio.
0: People fantasize about space for a number of reasons. For one thing, space is huge, largely uncharted, and filled with mystery. Space is the last frontier of the unknown, and space is really visually stunning with breathtaking celestial bodies, galaxies, and nebulae. And even though we haven't discovered it yet, there is the potential for life. In this conversation between astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson and astronomer Jill Tarter, we hear experts discuss whether or not we are alone in the universe.
1: How much of the galaxy have we actually searched for life?
0: That big volume that you need to search through.
1: Set that equal to the volume of the Earth's oceans. Okay. All that water. So, how much have we sampled in the last 50 years? One 12 ounce glass. It's not a lot. And so, So if you were looking for fish in the ocean, are there any fish in the Earth's ocean? Here's a glass. I'm going to scoop up a glass and I'm going to look
0: at it. And there aren't any fish in there. Can you claim that there are no fish in the ocean? Yeah,
1: you'd be stupid to do so. Yeah.
0: The possibility of extraterrestrial life has long been a subject of fascination. The scale of the universe can evoke feelings of awe and humility of just how small and insignificant we are. Those with a fascination with space have perspective of mankind's place in the cosmos, which can promote a sense of interconnectedness on a deeper, soulful level, kind of like music. And I think if aliens were to find us here on Earth, they would pick up signals from the dark soundscapes we have heard to this point. The blasting lasers of the hacker, the synthetic celestial sounds of Spacer Woman, the ethereal sounds of Pluto Drive, or the elaborate enigmatic soundscapes of our next featured artist. Born in Italy, Enrico San Giuliano is a sonic storyteller. His music is characterized by immense textures and a blend of hypnotic elements and intricate sound design. This is one of his breakthrough tracks about outer space. Here is Moon Rocks on Trinity Radio. You just heard Moon Rocks by the electronic maestro Enrico San Giuliano. Enrico San Giuliano has lots of those 8, 9, 10 minute songs that I love so very much. This song in particular has a cosmic cinematic charm that is blissfully hypnotic. Stating the obvious, this is an electronic and synth based sound like we heard with the hacker. So we can hear some of those sounds mimicking the whooshing of asteroids or the deep propulsion of a spacecraft. Enrico's long-sustained melodies and build inspire patience and contemplation. This is reflective of the stillness and isolation of space. And the stardust on top of this masterpiece is the use of the theremin. The theremin is an electronic music instrument invented by Russian physicist Leon Theremin. What is very unique about the theremin is that it's played without being touched the instrument consists of a box with two metal antennas on either side and a musician moves their hands around the proximity of the antennas which forms a capacitor between their hands and the antenna. One antenna controls the pitch and the other antenna controls the volume and by controlling the volume the player can also control articulation. The theremin was patented in 1928 yet it is a very advanced piece of gear. Playing the theremin with melodic precision requires a lot of practice pitch control is especially difficult, because unlike most instruments, the theremin doesn't have keys or strings. The player has to rely solely on their ear and body awareness to formulate a melody. Due to its bendy, high-pitched, and eerie sonic characteristics, the theremin is often associated with spacey sounds. The continuous sliding between pitches and the ability to produce a wide range of frequencies creates a more fluid sound-like that is reminiscent of endlessly floating through space. The vibrato and dynamic changes in volume contribute to a sense of unpredictability, somewhat like the mysteriousness associated with what is out there. The theremin is also historically associated with sci-fi like the X-Files theme song, Mars Attacks, Ghostbusters, and more. Which is interesting, because the theremin doesn't come from space, it's not part of any astronaut training course, and it's not part of any spacecraft. There really isn't sound in space, right? The theremin's only associated with space because we've made it that way. Our notion of anything really derives from repeated exposure of that thing. This includes our notion of what extraterrestrial life, aka aliens, may look like. Aliens have had an enduring pull on humankind for as long as we've been able to envision them. Despite not yet discovering any Martians or space creatures, the belief in alien life has not abated. Here are some figures. In a 2020 poll by the Global Market Research firm IPSOS, 1,005 U.S. adults were asked questions about whether or not they believe in extraterrestrials. According to this poll, 66% believe there is life on other planets, 57% believe that there is intelligent life and civilization on other planets, and 45% believe that UFOs exist and have visited Earth. It's not necessarily just sci-fi fans who may believe in aliens. Over 2,000 years ago and still today, Christians believe that baby Jesus was conceived by his mother, also known as the Virgin Mary. (laughs) If she's a virgin, how did this come to be? According to Christian doctrine, Mary's Immaculate Conception came to be after a bright light visited her from the sky and delivered the baby Jesus into her womb. Our notion of aliens can tell us much about what's going on in our minds and collective experience. Even our fantasy lives in cinema and books are full of aliens, too. Aliens can be like clones, like replicants from Blade Runner. Aliens can be giant-brained invaders, like in Mars Attacks. They might be little green fuzzy animals from Toy Story. Or they can use telephones, like E.T. We love aliens because they're a reflection of who we are, representing both the worst and the best in humanity. Some of us want aliens to exist so that we don't need to confront the reality that if they don't exist, we're alone in the galaxy. And if we're alone in the galaxy, we're responsible for our actions with no possibility of being rescued by any higher or more divine power. This message brings us to our final featured artist. Ziggy Stardust was the fictional character and stage persona created by English musician David Bowie in the 1970s. Ziggy was essentially an alter ego of David Bowie and a character from Bowie's concept album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. As conveyed in the album, Ziggy Stardust is an androgynous alien rock star who came to Earth before an impending apocalyptic disaster. Ziggy and the band landed on Earth carrying a message of hope and love through music. Here is Ziggy Stardust on Trinity Radio.
1: of eyes and screw down hairdo like some cat from Japan He could lick them by smiling, he could leave them to hide Became on so loaded man Well hung snow white tan
0: Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie Ziggy was supposed to be a messiah from space, characterized by his striking appearance which included bright, colored, androgynous clothing, a shock of red hair, really flamboyant makeup, and the trappings of Japanese kabuki theater Even by today's standards, Ziggy was really unorthodox and alien-like The story goes that after accumulating a large fan base, Ziggy eventually dies as a victim of his own excess The character was meant to serve as a commentary on a society in which celebrities are pretty much worshipped. So clearly, this song is very different from what we've heard so far. Being from 1971, Ziggy Stardust was recorded before the zenith of the Synthesizer in the 80s. But the message of this song was ahead of its time, and it was a prompt response to the era's current events. Just two years prior to recording Ziggy Stardust in 1969, two humans landed on the moon for the first time. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin took the Apollo 11 mission and touched down on the lunar surface, stating, That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. As a messiah from space, Ziggy was meant to offer hope that there is reprieve from our earthly problems climate change, war, starvation, resource scarcity, and all the bad news we hear daily. But Ziggy was really a character that Bowie retired shortly after. It was fictitious after all. And if you're wondering about Bowie's actual opinion on aliens, listen to this interview he did with MTV in 1997. Aliens have saturated our culture. What's your take on that?
1: I feel like a traitor, but I'm sort of indifferent to it. (laughs) For me, that it only ever represented spiritual search. I'm not madly uh, obsessed about the thing in terms of science fiction hardware. I tend to have just used the idea of the alien or the otherness of beings to pinpoint a sense of isolation or alienation, which is slightly, you know, sort of more more of a psychological thing. And uh, and they became ciphers for that. But the idea, you know, is the life on Mars, I could care less.
0: (laughs) As we turn our eyes and minds to life beyond Earth, there is a potential for unity of human minds across cultures. I don't know if any of us alive today will ever get to witness the exhilaration of humanity's first contact with aliens, but perhaps we don't really need to. Perhaps just even the thought of what is out there waiting to be found is enough to fill us with the sense of awe of what the universe has to teach us. And this concludes Trinity's mission to outer space. We are ready to shut down. Thank you for being with me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you learned something or like the music, please give a follow or a five-star review because that's going to help other darklings find this show. And please, let's connect on Instagram. The handle is at trinity.xm. Once again, I am DJ Cheshireen. Live long and prosper.